Welcome back to Jump Scare. I'm Betty. And I'm Shad. This week we cover Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, part of our second serving. Thirteen years ago, audiences across America were horrified by the savagery of a faceless killer. In the wake of this bizarre rampage, he vanished. Now, after more than a decade of silence, he has come out of hiding. Chainsaw Massacre 2, The Buzz is Back, directed by Toby Hooper. What a, the best movie to have for this, the beginning of this month. We may have, uh, we probably should have had this towards the end because I chose this to be the second serving for two reasons. One, everyone's going to want a second serving in a couple of weeks for Thanksgiving. Two... This is a family coming together, just trying to eat around the table. Grandpa, grandpa invited, grandma with the dried up, dried up titties invited. Yep. Everyone's going to be sitting at the table. They're all about family here. Dark meat, white meat. It's all. (laughs) That's a different movie, but the principle is the same. They're going to eat everybody in this movie. We like all kinds. We like all kinds of meat. I mean, the Sawyers like all kinds of meat. Let's not get it twisted. I'm not eating. So now this was the first time you've seen this, right? This is the first time I've seen this movie, yes. And it will be the last time I see the movie. (laughs) (laughs) One and done. The movie has a recognizable face. You got Dennis Dennis Hopper Hopper. as Lefty. I love his, like, brown suit coordinated with the brown hat. It's it's perfect. He's all about coordinating colors. Yeah, he that, and his car was the same color as the suit. Did you notice that? It was like a traveling shit stain. Yeah, he's got like the beige suit, beige car. He's just beige man. Caroline Williams is Stretch, who plays the DJ, who's kind of a Daisy Duke DJ. She's a Daisy Duke DJ that reminded me of what was her name again? I already forgot her name. Margot Kidder. Margot Kidder. I was like, is that Margot Kidder for a second? Obviously, I knew it wasn't Margot Kidder, but she's just, it's the voice. She just reminded me of her in a lot of ways, more than one. Uh, The music of the film that, unbeknownst until the end, was written by Mr. uh, Toby Hooper himself and some other dude who already forgot his name. Yeah, it's very reminiscent of Psycho. It's so psycho-esque. It plays throughout the whole movie, and I can't take... I mean, the movie, obviously, you're not going to take it seriously. It's a comedy. It's a horomedy, right? It's a horror comedy, in my opinion. It's not anywhere close to the awesomeness of the first one. Uh, I think, Shad, you were telling me that they just... Like, he, they forced him, basically, to, like, do this movie so then yeah, he could do was, those other two movies. Yeah, it was kind of part of a deal. Like, he kind of did this just kind of so he could get these other movies made. Oh, Lord. <sighs> Opening scene. Crazy yuppies in the car being ridiculous. You know, the the car phone. I mean, it just encapsulated. I gotta say, that's the one thing about this that's kind of timeless is... 
you know, they're, they use cell phones a lot in this movie, which is something you didn't really see in other horror movies or any other movies at the time. This one, you know, you've got them calling in to the radio station. You've got even the Sawyer people calling each other on cell phones. You know, he's their uh, Chop Top and Leatherface are calling the dad and like telling him, hey, we fucked up and all this. They're calling him on the cell phone in the van that he's driving around in. Yeah. Which I love the fact that he's listening to the radio, but not the radio in the van. He's just got his own 80s like boombox sitting on the dashboard with pulling the antenna up and listening to it. It's strapped to the dashboard. And also, <laughs> he has a desk phone. It was a fucking cell phone. I mean, was that supposed to be like a car cell phone? That's the car phone to the time. Okay, my from what I remember from my dad, now mind you, my dad had like a very fancy car during this time frame. So it wasn't, it was like built in his car. It was like actually built into like the middle console of the car. It didn't look anything like this. This looked like someone just took a big old plastic box and just dumped it on top of the dashboard with like a phone in it. Well, that's because it was no doubt an add-on. You weren't going to be like... You notice the yuppies at the beginning, they got their phone out. It was made into like the center console. Yeah. But like in a delivery van, like that you're, you're I'm sorry, a food truck, <clears throat> you're not going to have like a special built-in phone console for that. So they just tacked it on wherever. Well, you know, the yuppies got what they deserved because they were fucking assholes. And I was like, what is going on? It just took me a second to realize... Oh, at first I thought it was Grandpa. I thought it was Grandpa strapped, like, there doing his, doing his thing with the chainsaw. Until you see that it's, like, puppet, a human puppet yeah. strapped onto, like, a Leatherface who looks like a rat. Like, Leatherface looks like the face for this? Terrible. I mean, like, Tom Savini, fine. Everything else looks great, like, all the other stuff. But the mask for this... I did not like the look of the of the mask for this film. Yeah, it didn't look as good as the original or even some of the, the sequels that are, you know, the terrible sequels that were that are worse than this that they did. The mask didn't look quite as good in this one, I didn't think. It looked like like low grade like faux suede that you would get a Joanne fabrics. It looked really terrible. <laughs> it looked like someone kind of doing a bad cosplay of it. It looked really bad. <laughs> I do like how that the Sawyers are, you know, they're still keeping up the art of puppetry, though. You gotta, you gotta go with the old standards. You can't just, you know, we were sitting around watching TV. They're still keep doing puppet shows at the house. Yeah, and how this, like, man that weighs, I don't know, I'm really terrible with man weight. He overweight. Leatherface, you know, he's eating a lot of human. Um, that's just a lot of fat and that meat, you know, just not good. And how is he, like, teetering, like, balancing off on this fucking truck that's going? Now, it said later by Lefty that the car was going 90 miles an hour, which that truck could have not been. I mean, I guess the truck could have been going 90 miles, but there's no way you're going 90 miles and you're, like. Backwards. They were. Yeah. The truck was driving backwards up next to the car. And also, this was the world's longest bridge. When they showed the bridge initially, it looked like it was maybe 100, 150 feet across this bridge. They drive 90 across the bridge for a good five minutes, and they're still on the bridge. <laughs> it was like the never-ending story of bridges. It just kept going and going. Yeah, it was hilarious because like they've been on this bridge for so long. This is like the Golden Gate Bridge out in Texas County somewhere. They're just driving forever. It was hilarious. 
Well, you know, this is, we get introduced to uh, Stretch, the DJ, because these guys are calling in being total assholes. And, and for some reason, they can't hang up the phone. She was just going to hang up on them, but apparently the way the phones worked at that time, which I don't really remember this, but that you couldn't hang up on the people they had to hang up. Maybe it was just because it was the radio station, but she couldn't hang up on them. They had to hang up on her. So that's where you get them calling in and they're being assholes and then they get murdered by the Sawyers in their truck, which, you know, they got a pretty nice truck for, you know, rednecks that are out just driving around cannibalizing people. That's pretty decent. They get murdered by them and she hears it all on the radio. And and it's recording. It's recording. So she's able to keep a recording of it. And of course, no one believes her. Yeah, even though she has a recording, but okay. And... We get introduced to a lefty who's on the scene looking at the, you know, terrible accident that occurred. And he's inspecting, like, the chainsaw cuts. And you find out in this scene that he must have been a pain in the ass because he was actually related to... Franklin. Franklin and his sister um, from the first film. And he's just been after the chainsaw killers for like the last 14 years. And, you know, you have him just being this, just himself. Like, you, <laughs> Dennis Hopper, like, can't with him in this freaking seat. Like, he's with the freaking suit and he's smoking a cigarette and he's just being just like, he just sells it. Yeah, he's just crazy, Dennis Hopper. I don't even know if they gave him a script for this. He may have just shown up and just started saying crazy shit. He may have been. Uh, I don't understand. We were watching the film and there's a part of the film after the scene literally jumps to like the DJ coming, you know, coming into like a weird, I thought it was an apartment complex, but like a hotel where she meets Lefty. Yeah. And Lefty opens the door, and I'm like, um, what happened to him? His face looked all bruised. (laughs) Yeah, and then you notice, like, a couple of seconds later, it seemed to clear up. Yes. I don't know if it was, like, bad lighting, but or there's a cut scene. Maybe this is one of those things, too, where sometimes you notice stuff on Blu-rays that you didn't notice before on VHS and DVD. Mm. Because maybe he had, you know, this was something filmed out of order. Maybe he'd been injured or bumped his face. Then when they had to do pickups later, they corrected it. Because he definitely looked like he had like a black eye when she opened the door. And then by the time they got inside, it was gone. So bad makeup, bad lighting, maybe a cut scene. I don't know. But there was something weird going on with that. Well, this scene, I mean, like the whole movie, I was just like, what? So let's just run through the day, stretch his day. She wakes up, she reads the paper, she's like, oh no, this guy just totally comes off as a crazy kooky guy that's not credible, but I did hear some crazy shit on the radio last night that I have taped. I must find him and go and become Stretch Detective. And that's right, she's going to be a DJ turned detective. Because just like all the 80s movies, how many have we covered now where... Like, I'm the doctor in town. I'm going to be the detective. Well, we got Tom Atkins. He's the doctor. He suddenly turns into a detective. He's going to track all this down. 
We got, uh, what's his name? John Cassavetes in The Incubus. John Cassavetes. That motherfucker had three titles. He was the barber. He was the coroner. (laughs) He was was a fucking detective. He he was doing all the fucking things in that movie. And we've mentioned this several times in the podcast because it's just, you, you don't notice these things as you're watching the movie. I'm sure some people do, but... I mean, there's a lot of these movies I've seen time and time and over and over and over again. And then a lot of them that are new to me, but you do notice a pattern. And it just killed me that she just came up to this guy that she doesn't even know. She's going to track him down. And it's like, I believe you and we're going to catch this motherfucker. I'm your partner in crime now. I am the person that you've always needed. You've always needed a partner. Was he blonde haired? Because that would match the whole like blonde hair, like dark hair, you know, team up the cops, yeah, you know. Nah, he, nah, he's, he's got dark hair. He got dark hair, damn. Well, you know what? You wouldn't even tell because he was wearing that freaking uh, tan hat. So that's kind of... That's a kind of light-haired, right? <laughs> so that would count. I know, I'm pulling, um, I'm, it's, it's a reach. But I love how this, too, like, it's very obvious to anyone that he, he at some point he comes to her and says, okay, look, I know at first I didn't want to work with you, but now I do. So go ahead and play that tape every hour on the hour, on the air, and let's just see what happens. Girl, he just changed your name to bait, okay? He is clearly baiting them to come and kill you. And then when they do show up at the radio station, because, hey, they heard the tape, where did he go? Later he just says, I'm sorry I was late. Why weren't you at the station all day, Lefty? What were you doing? Did you have some other crazy business? Were you off trying to, were you on a conference call with fucking uh, Dr. Loomis talking about Michael Myers? What the hell were you doing? Well, refresh my memory. Was this before or after he went to chainsaw shopping? He had already gone chainsaw shopping. Okay, so he already did the crazy chainsaw shopping. He probably went to go buy another fucking tan suit. Who knows what he was doing? Maybe he was chainsaw fighting himself, practicing before the big showdown later on. But, you know, I love how he just totally skipped one of my favorite parts in the movie. Oh, here we go. Where it was, oh, randomly... And the same, because it seemed like it was in the same fucking hotel. It was just probably me just assuming it was. But it looked like she came down from the hotel, went down to like the bottom where there was a chili cook-off happening. And she was, you know, there to cover the story with like the old fucking microphone. Like the ones you would find at like the drive-in. It was like that, like the silver one. It was huge. She just whipped out, like, ran up to the front to hear who the winner is. Because, you know, random fucking radio stations are covering. I mean, I guess it is Texas in the 80s, so this is probably a thing. You're covering the big chili cook-off. And once they said, oh, it was, I'm sorry, what was this fucking thing? Drayton Sawyer. Drayton Sawyer. I was like, that, everybody eating fucking, mm, no, human meat. It's human meat. It's It's people. It's people in the meat. He's feeding the people. Yep. <laughs> He's feeding the people, people. And here's my question, too, is who who's working at the radio station at this time? Because her and the engineer appear to be the only people. This is another, like, Adrian Barbeau in the Fog thing, where it's a one-man, one-woman show. It was her radio station. It was just, like, an owner that lives, like, in New York that owns it. 
you know, and they just happen to just be running it, but they don't really control this anything. This is the worst looking radio station I've ever seen in my life. This place was a dump with a capital D. It was. It looked like actually people, someone rubbed shit all over it because it looked really dirty outside and inside. It was just disgusting. Carpet tacked up on the walls for your soundproofing. And I love how, now we'll get to this later, but. Oh, now I was going to say, don't spill the beans. But there is just a random, at one point in a room, just a big giant like bathtub, tub, like a feed trough looking thing full of ice and sodas. And I'm thinking, did that, was that for the crew? And they just moved that there because they were like, hey, we got a good idea for this scene. Because why would a radio station only has two people in it have like a 50 gallon tub of ice just filled with sodas? Wouldn't you just get a cooler or, I don't know, a refrigerator for that shit? I guess you would. Two questions. Chili chili cook-off scene. I can't get off the chili cook-off scene. Okay. Two questions. Why in the movies, when they talk about human flesh, it's always so fucking tasty? Is it really tasty? I'm not trying to really find out. But anytime there's like some... One, no one ever notices it's human flesh. But everyone loves it they're like killing each other in the streets for this fucking meat because it's delicious unbeknownst to them that it's human flesh they don't know they just think this is just like the best smoked meat ever had you know we saw that in um motel hell with the freaking beef jerky yeah i think it's just you know because that way when they find out what it is they're gonna feel that much worse about it because they enjoyed it I guess. Also, I heard like once you eat it, you just are hooked. Is that like a myth? I don't know. I guess. I guess this is questions for cannibals. Please do not email us and let us know because I don't want to know if there are any cannibals out there. And also, I am not going to be trying to find out. So either I know, way, listen. If there is one of those German cannibals out there listening to us, please email us and tell us. No, what please don't. <laughs> no. And then secondly, when the person the good lady that's announcing who the winner is she just can't get off the chili she's eating the chili off the fucking award because for some reason they put chili in the award they put chili in there's like a cup a golden fucking cup a bowl and there's filled with chili in there she's just eating it did how does she not realize that that was a fucking tooth he took it out and he was like oh hard shell peppercorn my ass that was a hard shell peppercorn that was a fucking tooth how do you not know what a tooth looks like or tastes like i mean i guess you're not gonna know what it tastes like but if you've ever had like really fucked up teeth and you've cracked a tooth or something it's you know i feel like that's something that you would know yeah as soon as you looked at that you would spit that out and be like well that's not a peppercorn that's at someone's tooth my first thought would be was how the hell did i break my tooth on this damn thing also, let's just skip forward to like the scene where we were just talking about where he's the watch my face. He's driving the car and he has a cell phone Drayton. and Drayton. And he also has the crazy thing. There's a point where he has the phone in one hand. He has the freaking uh, radio. He's turning the radio station so he can get the then who's driving the car. He had his hands off the wheel and was driving 90 miles an hour down the road for a good 30 seconds he did not touch the wheel and it was good this thing has impeccable alignment is all i've got to say it does or maybe his penis was doing all the work who knows i have no idea that's the only appendage that was out obviously it wasn't the feet yeah it was crazy i don't know how this this thing this movie in cars they don't really seem to understand how they work it's kind of like a fast and the furious movie in that way it is really funny i was dying of laughter when that was pointed out i was just like what the fuck is happening in this movie right now? 
So, after Stretch has been playing this tape all day, that's when you get Chop Top, who's Bill Mosley, which we didn't mention earlier, but I think everybody just knows Bill Mosley plays Chop Top in this. And I feel like anyone, if you've ever worked any kind of job anywhere and had to deal with the public, as soon as this guy came in and took out a metal coat hanger and started heating up the end of it and scratching his head with it, you'd have been like, well... I think we're closed for the day and ran like hell for your car. Nope. She want to have a whole conversation, but I'm going to tell you right now from this point of the movie, actually this segment that was way too long in my opinion between her and Bill Mosley, it draw it. They were yeah. just like, we need to fill up most of the movie and we're just going to do it in this one scene. That scene was way too long for no reason. Um, you find out that stretch I feel like her name was stretched because she, her mind was stretched out. She's fucking nuts. There's something wrong with this woman, like right off the <laughs> bat. I mean, obviously, you know, we just re, I kind of reenacted what her day was. She woke up, she, you know, she combed her hair, whatever she did. She decides she's going to be a detective now. She no longer DJ or she DJ detective. And then she's just like, oh, I'm just going to have this long winded conversation with some crazy fucking guy with a coat hanker. Like, no, bitch. Like, I understand she was trying to like, get him like preoccupied and didn't want to like not look at him because once you turn your back that's it you're fucked yeah there's a pretty good jump scare in this too where he's trying to get her to go down and look into the record vault and suddenly the lights come on and leatherface comes running out with the chainsaw which i love how these chainsaws like they either start with like a half pull you just go beep, and it starts or you've got to rip that thing 40 times for it to start there's no in between there is no in between but that was a pretty good jump scare on there where he comes running out at her. And, uh, yeah, then you get the really awkward scene where oh. he chases her into the room. And I guess this is where we get sexy Leatherface. No, this is this is where I'm taking over the podcast right now. This is where I'm taking over the podcast because what the fuck was this dialogue between Stretch and Leatherface? Leatherface, as we know from the other movies, he's just going to kill you, right? That's like his thing. He's going to kill you, get your meat off your bones, hang you, do what you, whatever. That's his whatever. Why in the world did he decide, you know what? Maybe he thought she don't got that much meat on her. So I'm just going to make her my girlfriend. This is where I came up with uh, several, not several, I should just say two different titles for the film. Um, because now we've entered a whole new genre for this film it's no longer a comedy it's no longer a horror movie it's now a motherfucking romantic comedy okay it's a romantic comedy and my two names that i have now we have is leatherface and love or leatherface and lust okay because was she desperate for a date He's he's decided, I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to gently caress your inner thigh with my chainsaw. And then... This is after he savagely well, had the chainsaw on his crotch, thrusting it into the ice that she was a straddle of this tub. He's slamming it in there, and she's like yelling and hollering. There's cans bursting and spraying stuff all over her. There's no symbolism at all in this scene. Very subtle, Toby Hooper. Yeah. Are are we good? Are are you really, really good? Are you good? How 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 big how big is it? Like I was just like, what? I, 
when she started talking, I was like, what the fuck is this bitch saying? Did a two by four hit her in her head and now she is forgotten that there is a fucking 200 plus man like with a chainsaw wearing someone else's face with a terrible wig? Because I mean, I just, I, that can't be his hair, right? That's just some, someone else's hair he put on his head. I would assume you know chainsawing the shit out of a He's fucking bucket of ice an ice tub in front of you there's no talking to this man okay? no this is not a time to get high and heavy like i understand maybe you know you work in late hours at the fucking station you decide you're going to become a detective those are long hours like you don't got a love life no this is not the guy for you this is not like you, you swipe left bitch swipe left <laughs> like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> i couldn't and from this moment on this film has changed for me. Like now it's a fucking romantic movie. It's about how chain how Leatherface is trying to find someone to love him and his chainsaw. That's it. That's what this movie became. Everything else that happened in the movie, did anything else happen? Because all I remember is his search for love. Yeah, it got strange with that. Like I it's been a while since I've watched this. I saw this back when it first came out. I actually saw this before I saw the original. Because when I was younger, of course, I had heard of it. But this is one of those movies that my mom talked about like in, oh my God, you, that's the most horrible thing ever made. You can never see that movie. That movie's just for weirdos. You don't, you don't want to see that. So I was never going to be able to rent that unless I snuck away to somebody's house. And we were never able to get to rent it. But people did have HBO and they did play Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 at late at night. And you could watch that. That's because so, HBO could afford to pay the $2 that it fucking took to get this movie. The other one was way too much. Yeah. But, so this one I, I saw first, and that's why when I saw the original, I was blown away because it was, you know, it's what it is. And then this movie is like, oh, okay. This is kind of like watching someone try to copy a really good movie and not doing a good job of it. This is what that is, but it's the same guy. Toby Hooper was like, you know what? Just where's my 29 cases of Dr. Pepper and my 29 blunts that are going to be adjoining each can? That's what I'm doing. Like per every movie that I'm in. He was mad because it wasn't a fucking whole weed farm in the back like it was in the first one. So yeah. he was just like, oh God, I got to actually work on this. They did. We did spot a case of Dr. Pepper in the background of the radio station though. There sure was. So that, that makes me happy because I, I drank it roughly as much Dr. Pepper each week as Toby Hooper does. So. Uh, yeah, because if he would have just cut him, Dr. Pepper would have just came out of his veins. Yeah, that's my And goal. a rolled up blunt already at the same that's time. That's my goal with the Dr. Pepper. I just want to be able to shoot it out. Yeah, I, let's just skip to where we just go and give our ratings for this film. Because is there anything left for the film after that scene? <laughs> I'm kidding. There's. Did you have a favorite scene or interaction? I think probably... Like right at the radio station when he first busts out at her and is chasing her around. And it's kind of ironic, you know, she slams the big like steel door to keep him out, which is, of course, what he did in the original. He pulls like the steel door mm-hmm. closed and all that. I thought that was a nice little homage to that. And I did like the beginning of this, even though they were on the world's longest bridge. I did like the beginning where they just, you know, it's one of those things they just randomly pissed someone off on the road and they it was the wrong person. Like this is like this is why you don't do shit to strangers on the road because you never know when they're going to be hillbilly cannibals. I did like and I didn't like the fact that they've been around going around doing their killings in Texas for 14 years. And the reason why no one could find them is because they're no longer in a house. They're now underground in some crazy like abandoned Texas like, you know, amusement park thing. 
and they're running their operation out of there, which is insane because one, there's like, when she's running through, there's like so many lights turned on in there. Like the electricity bill must've been like massive. But do they pay the bill though? I mean, I feel like they do because he was like high in the community. He's the best fucking chili guy and like caterer because he was very, you know, let me tell you, Mr. Sawyer, the one that has a job, not the other two low lives that are freaking not doing anything. No, I think they're more like the butchers. Fine. He's they're the, the butchers. Cook. He's the cook. They're the butchers. And he's the face. He's the face of the company, which was not much of a face to begin with, but he's the face. He has a reputation for, you know, bringing good food. He ruined croissants for me because now I don't want a croissant sandwich because I'm going to think it's like there's going to be human meat as opposed to bacon in there. That killed it for me. I was like, oh, no. And something we forgot to mention is that there, her, we mentioned before it was just uh, Stretch and her engineer at the radio station. Well, the poor engineer comes back after he went to get him some Cokes or something while they, which was hilarious. He went to get him drinks while there's 95 drinks in the tub upstairs, like two feet from where they were at. Those were for the crew, so he couldn't drink those. I guess so, but he comes back with their drinks and just walks in on Leatherface and Chop Top and gets immediately smashed in the head with a hammer and beat all over the place. But he had this really annoying habit that we were like, who does this? He just walks around and spits on the floor of the radio station all the time. When they hit him in the head with the hammer, he spits. Yeah, like a big old gulp of spit. Like, I got my one last... It was like, as opposed to like one last breath, it was like one last spit. He's like, I'm gonna die like I lived and just spits. But, alas, for some reason, he did not die. And I don't understand how he... He got hit in the head with that hammer and like At fucking... At least 40 times. It maybe. was so many times. And then when they get back, they start cutting him up. Stretch, of course, in a moment of pure genius, when they leave the radio station... Because Leatherface spares her because, you know, he she seems like a good girl. She was receptive to his advances. She wasn't rude. So he was like, you know what? You're pretty cool. I'll just leave you alive. Yeah, that was way out of character for him. It was like, mm no. So instead of doing the thing that any rational person would do and be like, wow, I just barely being avoided, just barely avoided being raped to death by this hillbilly mutant and then eaten... So I'm going to get the fuck out of Texas and never come back. She's like, no, you know what? I need to follow them and see I'm where going to went. fucking Oklahoma. Like, I'm out. Yeah, so she follows them, finds them into the, amuser, the abandoned amusement park, and that's where she finds the engineer, LG. They've already cut off the man's face, skinned one side of his chest where you can see his ribs, skinned his hand, and he's still alive. No, he uh, alive, alive, alive. <laughs> This is a throwback to another Toby Hooper movie, The Fun House. Uh, my favorite line in the whole damn movie. Um, no, he, he he just came back to just to cut cut the, and his last gasp. He didn't spit. He well, he did kind of spit, but he, he didn't did. spit. He he exhaled and then he died. It would have been fucking epic if he would have exhaled and went and threw a big loogie in her face and then died. I would have been like, oh, LG. I love how, like, at this point, Leatherface has caught her because, of course, that's what happens. She has been tied up and Leatherface has put LG's face over hers. Well, yeah, well, this happened before she... And his hat. And that's when LG wakes up enough to cut her free. And I'm like, man, she didn't even give this guy a date. And he, with his last breath, 
and skinned off face while she's wearing it. He still went and saved her and was like, I love you. She's wearing his face. Like, how how terrible would it be? You wake up from, like, you barely have brains, right? You wake up, you open your eyes, and you see a resemblance of your face on someone else's face. Fuck, man. That's the fucking worst. Like, he... I, he should have just, I thought he was trying to like slit his throat when he was doing the whole knife action that he couldn't really do. Cause you know, he only got hit in the head like 90 times, um, when he was trying to cut her through, I, he, yeah, he just should have just, he, I guess he, that one last blow. That's all he came back. He just came back to do one last good thing. And then he was dead. Yeah. The whole movie after that, it's just her running around from Leatherface and the family and Dennis Hopper just running through the building, just sawing every like sawing every big ass bone that told the structure, the toying the structure together because his goal was like I guess to tumble down the whole structure so it implodes upon itself and kills everybody below, which I guess is ridiculous. He went with no backup, I guess, because no one wanted to believe his ass. Even though I love how she played that for eight hours. Like let's say her work thing was like eight hours. The cops never. No one ever called the cops to complain that some crazy shit was being put on the radio. No one ever, the cops never came. Like, nothing was ever done about that. But and like, the fact that Dennis Hopper showed up and his weapons he brought was just chainsaws. He, where is your gun? Like, you're still, you know, whatever. I mean, this is Texas. You can own any weapon you want. He could have went down had... there with an AK-47 and the movie would have been over in three minutes because he could have just shot him to death immediately. He could have had a whole fucking ice cream truck full of guns, grenades, all kinds of shit in there to go in. But he went blazing with literally two small chainsaws strapped to the sides of his body like, like pistols. Like, yeah, like he was a gunslinger but with chainsaws. And, and then a big ass chainsaw. What? No. Not by himself. And... Yeah, and I did not feel bad for Stretch at all. Stretch was just like dumb as hell. Like what? Never put yourself. Look, DJ Detective. First of all, you didn't even bring a weapon of any kind. If she had even like grabbed a ball bat or a knife or anything and took with her, you'd thought, all right, she took like a hunting knife. Maybe she's gonna stab some people. No, she took nothing. She didn't even take a paperclip. So I don't know what DJ Detective's plan was, but it was terrible. It was uh, not a good plan. Now I'm gonna list the things. The rest of the things that I liked from the movie. All right, let's hear it. All right. Chainsawed asshole. Yes, because Drayton kept saying, this small businessman always gets it in the ass. And sure enough, he did get it in the ass. Literally. Dennis Hopper's chainsaw. No holds bar chainsaw fencing. Okay, that was fucking amazing. The chainsaw fencing was great. It was just amazing. And Leatherface gets kicked in the balls. Yeah, so he does have balls. Uh, Drayton sure took care of my hemorrhoids. My hems. Sure took care of my hems. That's better than Preparation H. Oh, my. Preparation Chainsaw. I'm done. And Grandma dried up titties. Now, (laughs) now, my other thing. Oh, wait, all the main, the main, my favorite thing, my whole favorite thing about the whole movie, besides the love story, okay, Okay. between Stretch and Leatherface. Look, they already have an amazing relationship. Her name was Stretch, okay, like you do when you take skin off and you put it over your face. You got to stretch it out. And his name was Leatherface. They both have nicknames. Aw. 
Okay, because his real name was Bubba, right? Can like you that just was his... this trailer as a romantic comedy. Yes, we fucking are gonna do that. That's exactly what we're gonna do because it is that is amazing. Okay, amazing. Now there is a scene where you know Lefty has just been going around cutting shit up, trying to implode this place, and oh man, here he sees Franklin. Okay, sitting in the fucking wheelchair. All right, still in the wheelchair, still in the wheelchair, holding the motherfucking flashlight still, and the flashlight still works. Fourteen years later, mind you, it did die out, and the one that had one last shine. Yeah, it was like as soon as it saw him, it was like I've been waiting for you, Uncle Lefty, and then the flashlight just slowly died, and you could hear like that sound of like the Duracell battery when it closes. You could hear that like snapshot. Doo, then, noom, noom, that yeah, weird that, time. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was it. And then it's like, oh, okay, the Duracell finally wore out. 14 years this flashlight's been going on. Now I'm going to tell you, if this was like a Michael Bay film or some or modern film, the flat, the the <laughs> the batteries would have rolled out the flashlight to show that they were like a Duracell. Yeah. So, you know, like, this is how strong our fucking batteries are. They last 14 years. Without being encrusted, fucking blowing up inside, like none of the shit that happens. Continuous to- <laughs> years of battery life with these flashlights. <laughs> or I'm sorry, it's been 13 years. So 13 I'm pretty, years. I'm pretty sure that's bullshit because I may be wrong, but I feel like there was a part in the movie, in the first movie, where Franklin was trying to get the fucking flashlight to work and it didn't want to work. But you know, I may be wrong. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm pretty sure that was a thing. That may have not happened. Yeah. So the batteries uh, lasted all that that damn time and. I just could not I was just dying of laughter because it's just like what the fuck is this like who thought you know what this is a good idea let's just throw this in there this is why they should not let Toby Hooper smoke weed so much I mean there's a point of like Toby you're too high you need to stop doing this but then again he did make life force so and everybody had to be real high when they made that I like that movie so I don't even know what you're talking about and how the hell did these people decide, you know what? We have a whole house, okay, that we've been in. I was, I thought in the first movie, that was like their home house. Like they lived there the whole damn time, blah, blah, blah. Apparently that's not a thing. I guess they were just jumping from house to house. or so they started in that house. Nevertheless, they decide, you know what? We can't just be in a house anymore. We got to bounce but we're going to leave and we're going to leave with every motherfucking single bone that we have, you know, collected, that we've collected over the years. We're going to take it with us along with Franklin and we're going to put him in this underground fucking thing. They just traveled with different U-Haul to all these damn bones that they decorated the whole inside. Well, they got all kinds of trucks that just load them up like the Beverly Hillbillies truck and the show like piled up with all the shit. They were just piled up. Leatherface sitting in the rocking chair like Granny just rocking as they drove up to the place with all their shit then you got grandma dried up titties and some like beautiful she's like up in some in a in a cave up there with like like this was like a water slide kind of thing and this would have been the top of it and up there is grandma who just sitting there on the chair kind of dried up and i love the part where she's her like raisin titties she's holding like a chainsaw and stretch goes to pull the chainsaw away you hear the chainsaw start and you're like, oh, okay, she just started that instantly. And then the next scene is her trying to start the chainsaw for like two minutes while Chop Top is just stabbing the shit out of her. 
Yeah, her being stretched. Stretch is, yeah, Stretch is doing that. Grandma, I, I thought Grandpa was alive because Grandpa's still alive. He's still going strong. Those little bits of blood that they give him, I guess, he's like a fucking vampire, which makes no damn sense. Like, he looked like he was 500 in the first movie. He's still alive 14 years later. How the hell? Like, what? That doesn't make... Well, they say he's 137 in this one. Okay, well... This was the part that kind of got me, too, is you never really see... Like, you see Dennis Hopper and Leatherface fighting. You see Leatherface get pretty fucked up with the chainsaw. I'm sorry, but the, there's a part where the chainsaw is it's completely in his belly. Like, the All fucking the plastic the part of the chainsaw is in his stomach. It's coming out the other side. He is not going to survive that. And then there's like a grenade explosion, but we never really see what happened to any of them. Did any of them die? Did We don't know. Did The, mo- the movie ends just... I looked over the chat and said, is that the end of the movie? Mind you, I'm looking at credits at this point, so obviously I know it's the end of the movie, but it's just, it felt like it was like, the end. That's it. The movie's ending. It's ended. Move on with your life. We saw what you saw, and that was it. You know, um, she's not coming, Stretch is not coming out of this one. She's, you know, I don't, I don't even know, because you don't, there's no, I feel like I need some closure on this. There's no closure whatsoever. For yeah, me, anyway. It just ends with her kind of yelling and screaming like the first one. She's waving a chainsaw over her head. She's kind of doing the Leatherface dance. She's definitely doing the Leatherface dance. And I feel like Mr. Johnson or whatever the hell his name was who played uh, Leatherface, he did the dance way too much and it looked ridiculous. I mean, it it, it was just bad. I give this movie, um, you know, one negative bone. <laughs> minus, my, minus a knife. <laughs> Well, I, I'm going to give it like one and a half just because I've got some nostalgia for it just from watching it when I was a kid. Because you know, when I watched this as a kid, it didn't, I knew it was silly and ridiculous, but because it was something that, you know, you weren't supposed to see and I was sneaking around yeah. and watching it, it seemed way more intense. It wasn't until I watched it again years later that I was like, oh, this is not as uh, crazy as I remembered it. You know what? You don't have to justify your one and a half knife, okay? Yeah, I, there's no justification needed. That's totally fine. You want to give this one and a half knives, that's fine. I, I'll give it the same. I'm just obviously playing because it was fun to watch. If you're watching it with a group, it'd be fun. Um, you know, it, it wasn't the worst film <coughs> ever yeah. that I had ever seen. Um, like Antrim or, um, you know, Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. Um, there's <laughs> the DVD, I'm sorry, the Blu-ray for this uh, has quite a few deleted scenes on it that are they're pretty poor quality, but you do see that, the, you know, they had to cut quite a bit of it out. There's a great one with Joe Bob Briggs where he's explaining to the two women he's with how why the movie they just saw was really, you know, really cool because she got a drill in her titty and then he gets murdered by Leatherface, which was pretty cool. Because you know how much Joe Bob loves the original, so I'm sure this was just like a dream for him to get to be killed by Leatherface. Yeah, then as a critic that he is, he gave he gave a Leatherface busting out of the fucking theater with a chainsaw. Three and a half stars! Like He's like, three and a half stars! Saw foo! killed. That was fun. That was fun. Too bad it wasn't um, in the movie. I guess they had mentioned at some point they were going to go to the movies because everyone was out at the football game and there wasn't going to be anyone in there so that's why that was in there but it didn't it didn't make sense for it to be in the movie anyways i mean the whole movie doesn't make sense but i mean to some degree <laughs> that scene would have made as much sense as anything else that was in the movie let's be honest yeah they should have just kept it just so they could have joe bob in it 
And he's still listed in the credits, too, even though his scene wasn't in the movie. I guess once you film it, you've got to be listed. Yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, he did have a talking part, yeah, even though he wasn't. But he's in the extras, so can't take that away. All right, so if you have anything you'd like us to talk about on the show, or if you have a movie you'd like us to cover, or you just want to give us a question or comment about one of the episodes, email us at staytunedtothehorror at gmail.com. Uh, or leave us a comment on our YouTube, Instagram. You can find us on all the things. We'll link them up on the episode. Yes. And also, we uh, just recently, this was supposed to be released during Halloween, but on IGTV and on YouTube, we have a uh, special segment called Fright Bites, where we watch Shad uh, bake for the first time in his life ever. And, I mean, he cooks here and there, but he's not, you know, a cook at all. Um we watch him make pumpkin bread as we and then we discuss pumpkin head uh that was our halloween episode you can watch catch that video uh, it's a special this week it's our first actual like video that we've done so you can catch that on either igtv or youtube and thank you so much for joining us guys stay tuned to the horror and now, folks, it's time to say good night. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night. Good night.